Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Hi, my name is Hal Habecker. I'm with Finishing Well Ministries, and I'm here with my sidekick, Randy Hess. We do these podcasts, engaging issues that affect us all. Primarily, Finishing Well Ministries is focused on older generations, but today I want to engage this in a different way. I want to talk about younger generations as well. You know, it's interesting. We do a lot of uh, search on the internet and who who and what ages are engaging the Finishing Well Ministries ads and subjects and topics. And there's a growing number of younger people. And I mean people in their 40s, people in their you know early 50s. And they're not the retirement people. They're interested in this subject. So uh, I want to talk about how we engage younger people all under the idea that we're all in this together. You know, we are a multi-generational community, the church, the people of God, in any nation of the world today. You know, the churches, maybe certain youth movements, middle-aged movements, or senior movements, or whatever, but, you know, we're, we're all there in the church. And one of the dangers of our ministry is that we engage older people at the expense of younger people. So we want to back off of that today, and I want to talk about Younger issues, younger people's issues. I've got them in my family, my adult kids and raising their grandkids. And Vicki and I were there. Randy, you and Julie were there. Uh, so let's can we think back a little bit to those younger years? So let, let me just describe them briefly and bring in a thought that that kind of indicates where we want to go in this conversation. You know, in your your, your younger years. You're you're as busy you think as you will ever be. Um, I've we have two daughters and a son as well who's single, but our daughters are busy. They work. They raise four kids. One has two kids, and they're they're as busy. They're as energized as anybody I know. I don't know how they get all their stuff done. You know, I think back of it with Vicky and me when we had three children and they were in their younger years, they were in their high school years. You were taking them here, taking them there. Couldn't wait to your 16 year old to start driving so that you didn't have to drive everybody everywhere, taking them to the pediatrician, they get sick. I mean, the issues go on and on and on and you're busy. And so what what could we say to a younger person like that? Well, here's some things I want to throw out there. Uh, Number one, involve your parents with your family as much as you can. I mean, you're busy and your your parents or your grandparents may not have as much time to engage life as you do because they're slower. But do me a favor and engage your parents and engage your grandparents well. Somehow pay attention to them. Have conversations with them. Call them on the phone and say, Dad, how you doing? Mom, how you doing? I'm consumed with my own kids, but I'm thinking about you. And then jump to your grandparents. I mean, younger people still have their parents 
I mean, if you're 40, you still have your parents who are maybe in their early 60s, and you may have your grandparents who are in their late 80s or whatever. So you got two generations coming ahead of you, and you don't have much time for either one of them because you're so busy yourself. Well, I understand that, but I want to say, think about them, pray for them. You may not have as much time as you would wish to engage them or go see them or weave them into your lives or get them to come and see you, which is an awesome thing. Uh, But think about them. Uh, Life changes quick. I think one of the things I think about at age 73, I didn't know how fast the last 35, 40 years would go. I mean, they just literally fly by. And of course, you're, you're a younger person. You're thinking about that. And you, you, don't, you don't have any idea how fast they'll fly. But let me tell you, they will. And you may not think about the things that I think about. But spend some time thinking about that. I, inter- I recently talked to a 41-year-old person. And he says, "How I, I value what you're doing. But let me tell you, I don't think about what you're thinking about. He said, I'm a 40-year-old, and I think about what will happen when I can't mow my lawn anymore. He said, I'm not thinking about the end of my life. I'm just thinking about the aging process and how it will affect me. Uh, so I want, we want to engage younger people today to think about this process. And, and let me just give you one more clarification thing. Uh, and then I'm going to invite Randy to jump in here. Some thoughts. Um, you know, plan ahead for your life. You know, you should be setting aside finances for the latter years. You know, you reap what you sow and you say, well, I don't have that much money. I can't I can't save for the future. I want to say, well, discipline yourself to save for the future, because there are a lot of people in the latter years who didn't save earlier and they're running out of steam. They're dependent on Social Security or whatever. And God bless them. I mean, if you can't, you do what you have to do and and what you can do. But do think ahead about those kinds of things and think about the implications of what saving will mean for the future, what engaging your parents and grandparents will do for the future. So first of all, let me take a step back. Randy, is that making sense to you? Uh, Weigh in here a little bit, how you think about this. I think it's a really good topic, first of all, Hal. And I'm glad you brought it up because I think there are people we notice who, whether they tune in for uh, casually for, uh, you know, 10 seconds or whether they tune in for a little bit more than that, uh, there are, are some people in those age groups you mentioned, age ranges, age uh, decades, who uh, have at least a mild or uh, passing curiosity about what finishing well might mean. We know that, don't we? We know that from our data so far. We don't know exactly what they're thinking and hoping for and wishing that could happen, but we know that there's at least a mild interest in this topic. So we appreciate that. If you find that this podcast um, covers something of interest to you, we are so grateful that you found that, and uh, we we just want to encourage you to think more in those people. I'm talking to people in those age ranges. Maybe they're just, as you said, how out there uh, knocking it dead right now with work 
with uh, family, young family, with attending meetings, traveling, uh, business demands, and just stress, constant stress, that they would be interested in the idea that uh, I, I hope to age, I hope to have a, a future of aging, and I hope that, that my aging goes well for me, and I hope I'm ready for it that they have that kind of approach to us in this, this podcast and I'll, and hope that they want to pick up what they can about giving them something to think about. So I'm glad you're, you're, you're pointing this and targeting them today, Hal. I think there's a group out there like that. I also think there's a group out there who do want to kind of think things through on that topic for themselves and for their parents maybe for their grandparents and maybe what they can do, as you mentioned, to stay in contact with family, to try to reach out to family that you haven't for a while or that you're too busy to, to talk to, but reach out and see how they're doing. And as so doing, you're helping maybe encourage them to finish their lives well. And in the way you talk and the way you ask questions and the way you communicate and the way you um, offer your, your, yourself whatever age you are, to them um, in some way as a resource or as a, uh, you know, remember, I'm still here, Grandpa. Remember, I'm still here, Dad. And uh, I want to, you know, I want to be, I want to help you with whatever you're dealing with. I want to help you with those issues. If I can do anything, please let me know. That kind of attitude really will help you start on that I think you're already on the walkway, if you want to call that a moving walkway, of finishing well. It'll make really a difference. Do. I really do. Yeah, just uh, just be aware of who your older people are in your life, beginning with your parents and grandparents to pay attention to them. I, I tell my kids, you're going to have an up-close and personal seat watching your mom and dad age. Pay attention to it. Of course, we're going to try and pay attention to them from our side of it as well and encourage them. Uh, two, two practical things, uh, I would say, to younger people. For us in our generation, uh, Harry Chapin's song, The Cat's in the Cradle, uh, is just an amazing psalm. I'm, I'm just reading it. Uh, you know, the cat's in the cradle, silver the spoon. You know, I want to grow up, and when I grow up, I'm going to be just like you, Dad. Well, he's saying that, and he's not realizing what's happening because, you know, the, the dad wanted his son to grow up just to be like him, but he never had time for his kids. So when his kids grow up, they don't have time for him because they're too busy. You know, pay attention to your life patterns. You know, do you want your kids to grow up to be just like you in your four? I mean, when you're 40, do you want your kids to be just like you? Well, pay attention to how you're living and think about that prospectively. What do you want to change uh, uh, and pay attention to your parents? And then when you go to church, I'm assuming you're a churchgoer. I, I encourage you to be a part of a church. Pay attention to older people. Go out of your way to greet them. Listen to them. Encourage them. Uh, they need encouragement. You know, they battle their own issues. And I want to say every younger person ought to pay attention to older people 
put their ear to the ground. What can I do? How can I pray? How can I think about you? And reach out to older people when you go. Introduce them to your kids and pay attention to what God is doing in those kinds of relationships. Uh, At the same time, we can talk about this, Randy. Uh, As older people, I want to say the best thing I can do to younger people in church or wherever is encourage them. I, I, I really feel the weight of the responsibility of older people not to feel like, don't, you know, don't pay attention to me. I want to encourage you. I want to reach out to you. I want to listen to you and pay attention to you. So the best thing we can do, Randy, with our grown kids and our grandkids is how can we pay attention to them? How can we learn from them? How can we listen to them? How can we encourage them? How can we love them? I don't know of a young family anywhere that wouldn't want the love and encouragement of their parents. Um, Not necessarily saying, hey, don't do it this way. I mean, but I think we ought to be a source of encouragement and strength to younger generations. Yes, pointing out pitfalls when they're appropriate or whatever, how, how to do that carefully, lovingly. But we ought to be the a younger person's greatest source of encouragement. Does that make sense, Randy? You identify with that? I do. I think that's a good point, Hal. I do think you touched on when our reaching out is about us telling other people what to do. That's how we like to reach out. Ugh. And if that's the way we, you know, that, <laughs> that I'm just thinking of the younger generation family. That if what they sense and what they hear from us is a judging attitude constantly, or as I grew up, that's the way you were, and I think that's still the way you were or are today, and my life is messy. I've got a lot going on. I've got things I've, I've got so much going on, I can't take care of all of it. Um, and therefore, that messiness you don't like that and you want me to be different or you have this uh, goal for me, this idol that you created. And, and when you don't see it, or even if whatever you see, you bring up stuff that says I'm a failure or I'm not keeping up with you or what your goal is for me, or what your dream was. Um, in other words, how I'm talking about the opposite of encouragement. Yes. I'm talking discouragement. Then I'm going to, I still love you. You love me, I still love you. But I'll bet what I'm going to do is pick up the phone less on those phone calls. I'm going to tune in less. I'm going to want to see you less. Do you don't you think so, Hal? I oh, think yeah. that's that's what that breeds. That's what it creates is more distance between us rather than a closer encouraging relationship. Uh, so I've got to check myself in terms of what I want. You know, out of that approach to finishing well, which is I want to reach out to my family, see how they're doing. Boy, they're a mess, and I got to correct it. And you know, I've got to get, I've got to tell them how to do that. If that's my approach, I've got to really, re, I've got to get back with the Lord and examine my heart. 
Boy, you're so right on. Uh, we have a, an engineer with us who does all these podcasts for us, Seth Muse, and he's a good friend to both of us, but he's uh, 30 plus years behind both of us, Randy. So he listens in on these conversations. He's conversations. almost a kid, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he listens in on these conversations without saying much, but I want to invite him as a, he's three gener- three decades behind us. Uh, Seth, any, any thoughts you have in the top of your head as you listen to us back and forth about how to encourage younger people, encourage them to pay attention to older people, but yet we need to do that even more so to them. Any thoughts that run through your mind? Yeah, um, I would say the first thing is that for a younger person their whole life who has been told, respect elders do what you're told, you know, kind of, kind of recognize that authoritative position of you've been here more, you've been here longer than me. We wait for you to make the move uh, towards the relationship. Most of the time, you know, it's, it's not, it's not natural for us to go. I want to pursue my parents. I want to work on the relationship with my parents um, you know, it's just not, you know, we're doing the things you were doing when you were our age. We're trying to figure out who we are. We're trying to start our family. We're trying to manage our career and we're not thinking about, you know, what is mom and dad doing today? You know, we're just not thinking about that. You know, we're, we're busy, we're worried, yeah. we're nervous, you know, we're dealing with stuff. So, um, great insight. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the big thing for me. And I think it means a lot when you know our parents especially reach out and they pursue us in a way that's like like Randy said that's not like just trying to give advice or not trying to tell us what to do but just trying to like figure out who we are now because we're not the same we were when you were your, your kids living in your house we've changed and getting to know that new person and appreciating them is is just miles and miles of good favor in the relationship and we need that from you you know we really that's that's the best way you can encourage your adult kids is to treat them like an adult that you didn't raise in your house that you don't have the uh, the right to tell them they're getting too fat and need to stop eating so much you know like stuff that parents say to their kids you know of course if you said that to your kids still even that's kind of kind of yeah. hurtful and rude but you know what i mean like your parents will say things to you that uh, your friends won't. And, you know, it's recognizing that you've moved out of that role of, uh, here's what I think you should, it's like, you know, maybe we don't have that kind of relationship anymore. Maybe we don't have, maybe I don't think you know anything about what I do. So don't tell me how to run my career. You know, it's like that, that just gets annoying over, over time. But anyway, I think it's just engaging with who we are, asking questions, being curious. I think that really goes a long way. You know, uh, just to uh, interrupt quick, quick second, uh, Jim Burns has, he's from the West Coast, older guy like us. He's written a fantastic book for your adult kids. Uh, the title is How to Do Life with Your Adult Kids. Keep your mouth shut and your welcome mat out. I like that. You know, I, I love that, but that's his <laughs> whole. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Keep going where, where you were. I think Seth is really uh, nailed a key issue uh, that I think the senior person, if I could just label it that, 
can easily forget or overlook. And that is that I want, because of my age, because of my experience, because of my world beating, whatever I did, I want lots of respect. I deserve it. And then when it comes to my kids, I don't give them any. I don't give them any. I don't give my adult kid a respect that that kid deserves, that that person as a man or a woman deserves because they fought battles already too, and they're fighting them. And it's a whole new world of battles that we don't even sometimes, I think, probably understand or appreciate. So I think it's just a matter of trying to say, look, let's give a little mutual respect here, okay? The kid, the, the son or the daughter doesn't mind giving the dad or the mom respect. Um, they're my parents. But, man, I don't get much back in return. That could be the issue, part of an issue that's out there that it, it, it can happen even if they love each other dearly. That's all I'm saying. And I, and I think that's a, it, it's a really important thing. It's like there's going to be, if, if you are the older, more mature one, it's kind of incumbent on you to give the most grace. Um, having said that, we have to learn how to do that too because we're doing things that maybe you've already done. You're like, that's not going to work. You know, that's just not a good idea. And you know it. You've walked it. You've done it. We haven't. And maybe we're hard-headed enough to go, I got to try it. You know, it's like, I got to do that too. And maybe we don't listen well. And, you know, it's because, yeah, you've done that. You have done more than we've done. And if you can convince us to listen sometimes, that's great. But sometimes we actually need to step in the trap uh, to learn it. It's just how we're wired. And that's frustrating for everyone involved. But I, I feel like there's there's a there's a moment where you got to kind of go, if I'm the still want to consider myself the adult here, then when my kids are a little disrespectful or don't want to listen or, you know, something like, it's like, I should be the one to step in and try to lead them to a better way of interacting. You know, it's like, and, and, and doing that mostly by how I respond to it. You know, I have to do that with my kids. My kids are teenagers and I don't expect them to like everything I tell them and do everything I tell them to do. And, you know, when I have to get on them about stuff, you know, I, if they give me lip back, you know, and it's you know a little sass, you know, whatever, I have to kind of go, yeah, that makes me mad. But, you know, they're 14, you know, they, that's how they are, you know, and I have to live in that, that realm with them. And um, no one does that well. No one does it perfectly. It's just really, really a balance you have to constantly remember. And I think as you get older, it doesn't really change. It's just the mm -hmm. subject matter kind of changes, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, patience is necessary. Um, just like I could sit here and go, man, my parents, I've got to be so patient with them when I'm trying to show them how to, you know, change the ringtone on their phone. Mm -hmm. ah, why don't you know how to do this? You know, it's like, that's so easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going, and my case in point, my mom is, is helping out an administrative role at her church, which I'm in communications, graphic design. I don't have to do this stuff in my sleep, 
And she came up and I was trying to explain to her how to make a graphic in this program called Canva. She was getting so frustrated and I was getting so frustrated that she was frustrated. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm just going, why is this so hard for you? <laughs> just drag it over here. Just put it here. It was like, it's so easy. And like, just so I have to have patience, like, you know, they have to, you, the older generation has to have patience still too. It's like, you, you can't, you can't continually give advice to someone that you think it should already be done. You know, it's like you, you think they they're they should already know all this stuff, but that you continue to hit them with advice. That's a confusing message. Yeah. You know, am I done or am I not? You know, or so it's just a matter of like keeping that respect and communication open, understanding that they're a full fledged adult, and um, that communicates a ton of respect where we actually want to ask questions and listen. And it just, that's, that's how it is from childhood until death. I mean, it's just the humans just want respect. Good stuff. I, I want to, let's think about winding this up here a little bit. There is a, I'm leading a Bible study on first Peter with a group of men right now. And I want to close with uh, the, the, there's two verses in first Peter three. He says this, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. (laughs) I love that verse. I mean, it really is a picture of a family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not returning, next verse, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you are called for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. So what do families do for each other? I mean, we bless each other. We listen to each other. We're kind to each other. Young people with older people, older people, older parents with younger kids, grandkids. And I think that's the way God wants us to move as we age and invite younger people into our lives and bless and encourage them. And it's not always that way. And I grieve for that. But like you said, Seth, you work on it. You make it a mission to be that kind of a parent, to be that kind of a son or a daughter. Now, how old you are or where you're at. Uh, Any conclusions, Randy? Amen. (laughs) That's a short one. Seth, thank you. Thanks for weighing in. Good, good wisdom, good insight. Thanks for being part of our lives. And may we as parents, grandparents, keep living that way, encouraging younger people and uh, loving them and blessing them and apply it to your own life, wherever you're at, whatever your family circumstance is. Uh, let's be the people of God in our day for our season of life in every way, shape, and form. So may God bless you and encourage you as we live uh, lives for him and love others. In the name of Christ, we pray all these things. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.